Hey, I'm Allison Hare, and welcome to Bright This Way, the podcast that interviews the culture changers that are reshaping our world and breaking new ground and inviting you to make your own mark. Yes, everyone, yes, I have a new podcast name and brand, Bright This Way. I will talk about that in just a moment. But before I do, let's talk about getting you to make the right connections and figuring out what's next for you and your career. And since we are in such an unprecedented and isolated state, we are in a position where we are forced to really examine what happens next. Will your employment status be stable? How will you make money? Is this a wake-up call to do what you've always dreamed of doing? Or is it a wake-up call that maybe you're forced to stop doing what you love and pivot? Some of you may be in a position where you've lost your job or have been furloughed, and maybe you haven't put a resume together in a long time. With unemployment claims well over 7 million filed just in the past couple of weeks, we've really got to position ourselves in a way to bounce back and protect our income and do it by leveraging where our own genius lives. These questions have been swirling around my brain and why I tracked down the legendary Karen Yankovic to help us navigate these uncharted waters. Karen Yankovic is the sought-after LinkedIn marketing consultant, keynote speaker, and marketing strategist. She also hosts the popular podcast, Good Girls Get Rich. What I didn't realize is how powerful a platform LinkedIn is. You may not know this, but... Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook's algorithms are so oversaturated that it's so hard to make a dent. LinkedIn's algorithm is still organic, so the way you connect with people on LinkedIn is so much more effective and powerful than the other mediums. And Karen's going to break down how, and also some important things to know to position yourself. And also, she has a very special offer for my listeners, so please keep listening. But before we get into our chat, I've got to tell you about why I changed my podcast name. And when I started Little Left of Center podcast almost a year ago, my intention and reason for the name was always based on people who think and do things differently. It's always been about culture changers. However, in such a highly charged political environment, everyone assumed that it was political or a news podcast. And here's the deal. I teach people how to launch their own podcast, and this was a huge learning lesson for me and something I've incorporated into my training. So when it comes to podcast names, it's important to be clear on what your show is about. Unless it's a super creative show, it's hard to take liberties with the name. And I also learned about SEO and searchability. So as I was trying to figure out a new name, I would Google the name options and they'd either be taken, be lame, or the searches brought up religious organizations or something that was not really hitting the mark either. So I wanted something that was hopeful, bold, and strong. I definitely didn't want self-helpy titles or any negative words like breaking status quo or rejecting whatever, for example. I wanted global. I wanted action. I wanted bold. Yes, my podcast interviews unbelievable people truly breaking convention and doing amazing things. But the truth is, my podcast is for the person who is ready to make their own mark. Every single episode gives action steps to help you step into your own power. 
and I needed the title to convey both culture changers and taking action. I consulted with friends in marketing, with Google especially, and would be powered up at night hoping the lightning bolt of an idea would just magically come into my brain. And this would go on for weeks. And then I just kept going back to the word bright. And I started to get visions of a sunny light bulb. And just the other night, it finally came. Bright this way, bright this way. Bold, confident action. So here we are. I have recently launched a daily blog and its new name is Sticky Notes. It's a short, thoughtful note with action steps for you. You can sign up for it at allisonhair.com. I'll be adding a lot of new offerings in the days and weeks to come, so stay tuned. You can connect with me in the show notes. And speaking of taking action, here is my conversation with Karen Yankovich. Yeah, so I'm so excited to have Karen Yankovich on the podcast today. And what I'm so excited about, Karen, if you haven't heard of her yet, you will, because she is omnipresent, (laughs) especially if you're on LinkedIn. So let me know if I'm getting this right, because you have a lot of monikers, Karen. But she is the CEO and founder of Uplevel Media. And essentially what she does is she does digital marketing with a human touch. And so she specializes... Um, she's a well sought after LinkedIn keynote speaker, a marketing strategic coach. She does a lot of things and is the host of the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. So um, that's a couple of things. You've been at this for like 20 years or so. And one of the reasons why I w- was desperate to have you on is because we're in a position now, especially as we are kind of marooned at home and really coming face to face with, am I going to be okay financially? Is my job secure? And if it's not, or if it is, is this really what I want to do? And so you really come face to face with some really powerful, potent questions. And so I wanted to invite Karen because she is unbelievably generous with how she helps and how she serves in the community, specifically on leveraging LinkedIn, which, as you probably know, is a professional platform or professional social platform. So Karen, can you do me a favor and tell me, can you summarize what you do better than what I just did? Well, you did a great job. I'm Welcome so happy to the to be show. Here, Allison. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I mean, the bottom line is I teach, I teach LinkedIn marketing and, I, and the digital marketing with the human touch really encapsulates it because we've got so much reach today that we never had before, right? We've with digital marketing gives us the ability to reach people just the way the big, you know, the Fortune 100 companies can reach people. Um, but what really still works is when is people to people marketing. And it's not that, you know, it's not that um, that inbound marketing and marketing on Twitter and Facebook and all those other platforms don't work because it does. It's just not what I specialize in. What I like to do is remind people the power of relationship, building relationships and building relationships for your business. Some, you know, can be the foundational income for your business, the foundational, um, you know, the foundational platform for your career. And I, I, sometimes we lose sight of that, right? As we build funnels and tweet and go on Facebook and Instagram, we kind of lose sight sometimes of actually talking to people. One of the things I thought was interesting about that. So you've been, you've been at this for 20 years. What have you seen 
change and how do you advise people or how have you pivoted in the COVID-19 kind of era? Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. This is, this actually kind of, this kind of, it's funny to say, I saw somebody tweeted something today that said, you know, oh my gosh, every single connection, you know, opportunity does not have to be a video call. We can still email. And I replied to that. I go, or we can actually pick up the phone. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we, we forget sometimes that, that we don't, you know, that, that it's talking to people that builds our business. And I think in the COVID-19 world, that's become even more relevant because we are so isolated from people. So I think it's a great time to, well, two, two things. We're, number one, we're seeing an incredible amount of noise. I, what, one of the things that's happened to me personally in this COVID-19 world is my digital life spun out of control. Like I'm getting messages on every platform, DMs on every platform, emails on all these places, which is amazing because there's so many people that, you know, I'm engaging with, but I can't keep up with it. So I literally had to tell like the people in my programs and the people, you know, that, that I want to be responsive to, if it's not coming to this specific email, pretend like act like I didn't get it because I can't, I, I can't keep, I can't keep it up. So if I'm getting this much noise, everybody else must be also, we're breaking the internet with, with videos. We are, I'm hearing people joking that they finished Netflix, right? Like, so we are, we're on, <laughs> you know, we're on digital all the time. So it, there is no better time to remember that some of the, you know, the, the most important parts of career success, business success, often still is relationship building. And now more than ever, we should be doing that. We should be looking to find out who are the people that we would love to get on the phone with, have an actual conversation with, and, you know, look to collaborate with. It's not about selling these people. It's about looking to see how you can support them, how they can support you. Just like, you know, um, you're, you're generous by saying 20 years I've been doing this. I've been doing it a little bit longer than that. Although digital marketing isn't, is, has not been around for 20 years, but I've been in sales and marketing, you know, since the eighties and the nineties. So, so we were building relationships then that was the foundation of how we grew our businesses. And it is still the foundation of how we grow our businesses today. It's just that we get distracted by social media and shiny objects. So do people come to you when they already have an established business or have a business idea, or do you help them strategize on how do they make an impact? Because I know that you are really, really big on not only leveraging relationships, but how, how do you want to make an impact? So I want to understand a little more about how you serve because you do it in a, a myriad of different ways. Well, here's the thing, Allison, you know, I teach LinkedIn marketing and the, you know, one of the there's a couple of tenets of LinkedIn marketing, right? There's a, you know, you've got to have a great profile. You've got to be building networks, but all of that, you can't really even start with any of that until you really know what your end goal is, right? What do you, you know, is there a particular kind of client you're looking to get? Or is there a particular kind of product or services you want to sell? Is there a particular kind of job you want to get? Like, what is it that you want to accomplish with the marketing that you're doing? And I like to start with that. And sometimes that can be, and, and now many of us are looking at what our next chapter might be. I mean, maybe you've, maybe your job, you know, maybe you're furloughed, maybe your job, maybe you got fired, maybe your company isn't going to 
get through this. And I hope that that's not the case. But also many of us are home with a little bit more time on our hands, maybe reevaluating what we've been doing because it's, we've just been like doing the day and, you know, setting our alarm clocks and doing the things we need to do. And now we've got some more time to reevaluate. So the first thing I want everybody to do is think about what do you want at the end of this? And I want you to dream big, like dream big. What is your dream goal for yourself for the next 12 months, you know, 24 months, 36 months, and start to create a plan to be that person and attract people that that person would be hanging out with. Right. And, and that's where I, you know, that's where it doesn't really matter if you're just starting out or if you are established and are looking to just, you know, establish yourself, yourself even further. I will say that, if you're starting out, depending on what you're starting out with, um, you know, I had somebody recently reach out to me and say, well, I've got to do this. First, I need to get a website and then I need to do that. I was like, you know what? I have a headache from all of that. <laughs> First, you need clients so that they can pay you so that you can do all of those things, right? You can get clients with a great LinkedIn profile and a great LinkedIn strategy without a website. My most popular packages are nowhere on my website. I talk to people, I find out what would be helpful to them, and I custom design something. And 90% of the time, the, th the, the private strategy packages that I custom design for people are not on my website. So you don't, I'm saying that because you don't need to do all that other stuff to get started. That being said, you do have to have a clear idea of what you want to be doing. And if you've had some success, it, and then we, we have something to build on, and you know kind of what you, not only what you do want to do, but what you don't want to do, then that helps me help you craft what that next chapter would look like and how we get there. One thing that you touched on that is something I learned from you specifically. And so Karen and I both went to the She Podcast Live conference um, last October. And so it's a podcast conference for women. And Karen was one of the speakers. And Karen is really, really good about marketing and really connecting with people even before the event even happened. And she offered to do a LinkedIn profile review for anyone who wanted it. And so of course I signed up for it and tore apart my LinkedIn profile based on what Karen had, had provided. And she was able to provide guidance in a snap of what it needed. And so one of the tenants that you talk a lot about, which kind of justifies what you just said, is that your LinkedIn profile should not necessarily be where you've been, but where you're going. So I want to yeah. talk a little bit about, about your theories on that. Well, you know, we've heard the, well, many of us have heard the saying, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have, right? So taking that same concept, you know, your resume is all the things you used to do, right? All the jobs you used to have, all the things you've done, all the experience you've had. And that is a part of your LinkedIn profile, but your LinkedIn profile really should project into the future, the person that you want to become, the work you want to get, the people you want to be building relationships with, the job you want to get. and. The, the very first thing I do, like I have a digital LinkedIn course. Before you even get module one, you get a pre-work training on what does a win look like for you? Like you paid this much money for this course. At the other side of this, what will make this a win for you? You want a, you want a new job? Do you want a, you know, a client? W tell me exactly who that client is. Because if you write your LinkedIn profile, like that is the only thing in the world for you, you'll you're more likely to get it and then you can do it again. So when people say, well, I want five of these and two of these. I'm like, all right, 
well, how about we start with one? Let's write your LinkedIn profile. Like this one job or this one client is the only thing that you, that is on that on earth is acceptable to you, right? Be really clear, have real clarity around what that is. And let's get Let's get serious here. This isn't Mount Rushmore. We don't have to, we can change it, right? If we, if we yeah. miss the mark, but when the more clarity you have up front, um, the more, the more success you're going to have on the back end. And I had somebody in my program that, that did this. And she said to me, it was that mindset that was more valuable to her, even than the tactical stuff in the program. And she was getting job offers for $65,000 a year, more than she's ever made before in her life. And this is because she went into it projecting the, the job she wanted. Not, you know, I don't know about, I mean, I have four kids and I adore my kids, but I've had many conversations with them where over the years, someone's looking for a job and like, well, I'm not qualified for this. And they're asking for these four things and I only have three of them. I'm like, you know what? I don't want you to make stuff up. I want you to be authentic, right? But let's let's portray, let's pull out the genius things in you that, that they are asking for, right. And really position you as if your peers with the most influential people in your industry, because you are right. Those are the people that get the work when, when we shine a light on our achievements and then we can fill in the blanks. I'm not, I don't want you to pretend that you're something you're not, but really just step into the genius of the things that you are. And that right there is something that we don't do. We write, we write things like, this is what I'm doing right now. I want you to, you know, if you've got a business plan that says you're going to make a million dollars by the end of this year, I want you to be in that space when you're writing your LinkedIn profile. Who's that millionaire business owner hanging out with? And what relationships are they building now that help them achieve that goal by the end of the year? That is so powerful. And one of the things I think is interesting, and you probably have a deeper perspective of this than I would, but I think statistics show that men, because you primarily work with women, correct? Yes. Yep. And so men, typically when they're negotiating their salary, will ask for 20% more than they really need. And women typically will ask for 20% less than they need because they're afraid that they'll be outcompeted. Do you find that this is true? And how much do you coach on deserve level with what you're doing? Or is it just a mindset shift? I love that you asked this question. That is 100% the reason why I focus my programs and my podcast and everything on women. I have men in my program and you're welcome no matter, you know, no matter what, how you identify, right? I, you're welcome to join my program, but I think women don't feel as included on LinkedIn because it is a very kind of left brain it's, it's perceived to be a very left brain marketing tool where really the opposite is true. It's relationship building. Like when you talk to women, when I talk to women sometimes about sales, they feel like sales is a little like slimy or they don't love sales. And I'm like, but sales is just talking to people. Like, what if I just, what if we created a process that positioned you like really like your peer, like you are a rock star. And then you're getting on the phone with the people that you're, you can't even believe you're on the phone with. And you're just having great conversations with people. And if they're a fit, you bring them into your world. Does that, that's all I want you to do here. That's all I want you to use LinkedIn for. And that's what LinkedIn is best served for. So you're absolutely right, Allison. Women are just not as confident with this. And because of that, we lose out so often to men. And that's really why I've positioned my program. My program is called She's Linked Up. Um, my podcast is the Good Girls Get Rich podcast. 
I will say that probably more than 50% of my private clients are men. And that drives me crazy because it just means that men are more willing to invest in themselves than women are. Right. So I'm trying to, this is mind blowing. Right. I am trying to shift that, you know, shift the, the earth a little bit there and try and get women to understand that we've got to ask for what, if we don't ask, the answer is always no. And, and we can sit back and watch men get the jobs we deserve, watch the person down the street who is nowhere near as confident as us, but tells the world how good they are, right? Get business over us. I mean, I don't know, but I, that's happened to me. I'm sure it's happened to you where you're like, you watch somebody else that got some business and you're like, I don't understand it. How did, how are they doing that? And I'm not doing that. I'm so much better than they are at that. But if you're just telling yourself that to your computer or your phone, or you're complaining to your you know, dog about it, it's not going to change it. You have to you have to take control of it. And that's why really all of the work I do on LinkedIn, which is why it's a little different. And I'm stepping more into this. I stepped into this a little bit last year, but in 2020, I'm really kind of owning, this is really a right brain, left brain approach to, to LinkedIn marketing and marketing in general. It's not just the tactical pieces. The mindset pieces are important. You have to, you have to kind of overcome your own stuff to be able to get that. And, and a lot of it is pricing. I, you know, um, Mm. for years when people have asked me on either podcast interviews or other kinds of interviews, what one piece of advice do you have for women? I'd be like, double your prices. And they're like, what? I'm like, well, if you're charging a thousand dollars now for something, and I said to you, you're going to get $2,000 for this now. What else can you do for this client? Like what other amazing things can you do? Because now instead of you going, well, I I really can't give this because there's not enough money in it for that. And you're kind of holding back. What if you can just just dive all the way in and give them all kinds of juicy, amazing things. We want that. We want that. We don't want a massage in the back room of a, you know, crappy little dry cleaners because it's cheap. (laughs) We want luxury, right? So give me that, give me that. And, and, you know, don't assume that people are looking for a bargain. Assume that they're going to want more and more and more from you. So continue to be able to give them that and price yourself accordingly so that, you know, I can, I can rant on this, but I will just leave you with, if you double your prices and lose half of your clients, you're making the same amount of money for half of the amount of time. So, you know, don't be afraid to charge what will allow you to really deliver an amazing service. I want to talk for a second. First of all, that's so powerful. And I'm, I'm like shaking my fist as a woman, like, yes, go Karen, <laughs> you know? Um, and I'm, I, I want to talk about the power of LinkedIn, because when you think about Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, uh, from an algorithm perspective, those are like the algorithms are just shot. It's hard to get noticed. It's hard to get seen. It's hard to really get any traction, but LinkedIn, the algorithm is still organic for now. Uh, am I right about yeah, that? Or we're not tell there. The yeah, no one's hanging out there, right? Yeah, I have to beat people over the head to be posting there and engaging there. So, so um, tell yeah. us more about that. So, so I, I mean, I will start with this, and this is a little bit of an unfair thing to start with because it's not widely available. But LinkedIn has recently rolled out live streaming, and it's it's still in beta. It's not widely widely available. I am lucky enough to have access to it. And if I broadcast like a single broadcast and I broadcast it to LinkedIn, um, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I will get five times the engagement on LinkedIn as all the other platforms combined. It is unbelievable. 
it is unbelievable the amount of activity I get on LinkedIn Live. And the same the same goes not quite as strongly, but the same goes for video on LinkedIn. Not dropping in a link like a YouTube link, but actually uploading native video, which has to be no more than 10 minutes. But if you upload native video to LinkedIn, you're getting an incredible amount of organic engagement. Is that right? That so same- more than like YouTube? Oh yeah, way more than YouTube. Wow. Way more than YouTube. In fact, like I I actually what I've started doing very inconsistently, but I'm going to maybe now that I've got a little more free time I can get more consistent with this. But what I started doing is doing 10 under 10 minute recaps of my weekly podcast and doing them like live on Facebook and then I can download them and I can still upload them to YouTube as, you know, as a playlist for uh, my podcast and then I can still leverage YouTube for my podcast and link back to the full episode. But I can also upload it natively to LinkedIn. And if you think about this, Allison, if I post a link to my podcast on LinkedIn and you're scrolling down LinkedIn, chances are you're not going to stop and listen to my half hour podcast right in the middle of your LinkedIn scrolling. But if you're scrolling and you see a five minute video with captions that say, you're going to love this week, I'm talking to Allison and we talked about this and we talked about that. And, you know, um, for example, the, my podcast that came out this week, I interviewed somebody and we turned out in the middle of the interview that we realized my dad and her mom were both college basketball coaches. <laughs> so we kind of talked about that. So I could, I could tease you with something like that. And that might make you so well, say, well, that's cool. Let me go over to my phone and save that episode and listen to that episode later. So you're going to get not only is that video going to be seen by more people on your LinkedIn feed than dropping a link into your full episode of your podcast, but it's more likely to be that people will engage on it than they will if you just dropped in a link to a half hour audio. So I remember sitting in your class in the She Podcast Conference, because when I think about LinkedIn, I think about I accept the invitations and then I use LinkedIn for my, you know, I'm in sales. I work in technology sales Mm -hmm. and I'll go find prospective connections on there, but that's it. So I wasn't really on there. I didn't really understand the platform. And I remember sitting there raising my hand and asking you a question like, are people really on there? (laughs) So tell me, tell me about what is, what is life like on LinkedIn? Are people going there and what are they going there for? Is it primarily for people that are searching for jobs and recruiters? Because that's all I thought it was for. But I mean, it's, it turns I don't out think it's, it's not. I don't think it's primarily anything. I think that it, it there's a mix of people there. It is primarily business. Let's start with that, though. You know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter is not primarily business. LinkedIn is primarily business. So just like if you walk into a networking event at a chamber of commerce or a BNI or whatever you're wherever you network, you know everybody there is there for business. You know ultimately they're selling something, right? They're there. They wouldn't be there if they weren't looking to build their career or build their business in some way, shape or form. I think LinkedIn is you, I want you to view LinkedIn the same way. So understand that you don't have to pitch people on LinkedIn and tell them about your product or service because they know that you have a product or service because you're on LinkedIn. So don't immediately just go for that. Make it really easy for people, like do a good job on your profile so people know what it is you do and know the kinds of things you can support them with and know the things that you're expert in. Um, But then build relationships. And, you know, in my program, we have weekly Q&A calls. And we had a call yesterday where somebody was asking, well, who should I connect with on LinkedIn? Like who? Who like like poet like knocked like nailed me to the wall and said, Who is the like how do I find my customer? I said, you know what? Stop looking for your customer and start looking for people that can put you in front of a hundred customers. Like I and there was somebody else in the group that literally had said 10 minutes earlier, will you be a guest in my Facebook group of 10,000 people? Because they need to hear what you're offering. I said, look for more of people like 
like that, that can, cause, because if you're offering, say a strategy call, like a complimentary strategy call, you're going to be more successful partnering with people that can, that you could maybe do a workshop for their entire audience. And then maybe you can get 10 strategy calls from a warm audience that somebody else introduced you to versus cold calling people on LinkedIn. Right? So I, I like to use LinkedIn as kind of like a networking like just like you would network in other places. And maybe if you do a really good job on the front end and you absolutely can, you are connecting with people that can ultimately be your client, but I wouldn't be pitching them. I would be saying, Hey, you know, we're both in the same chamber. We're both in the she podcast group. We're both whatever. Um, I'd love to know more about what you do. Seems like maybe we have audiences in common. Maybe there's an opportunity to collaborate, right? And those kinds of things are what, where LinkedIn shines. So instead of going for like the individual sales and the individual clients, I, you can do that. I'm not saying don't do that. Go for the, you know, go for the collaborations because it's a, it's an easier conversation. More people are going to be open to it because it's win-win, right? You're, you're, you truly have to be open to helping them as well as they're open to helping you. Um, and then the other thing that people overlook on LinkedIn that is so powerful is the media. Who writes about the things you're an expert in? Who has podcasts on the things you're an expert in? Allison, you have a podcast. I have a podcast. If somebody is listening to my podcast and messages me on LinkedIn and says, I just listened to episode 82 and I loved the episode. I loved where you talked about this. Your guest was amazing. I'd love to be connected to you. I'm going to accept that connection request, right? Um, so, so now when I, if, if they've done a good job on their profile, maybe they'll be an op, maybe that's an opportunity then for me to have them on my podcast or for me to introduce them to my audience, but they're doing it in a way, not where it's like, they're not pitching me. They're, they're setting themselves up as an expert with a great profile and then finding a really organic yet organized and strategic way of getting their name in front of me. I would throw the word LinkedIn into every online business magazine and journal on the planet on a regular basis. And I see who's writing about LinkedIn and then I will share their article, connect with, I don't want to connect with the publication. I want to connect with the person writing the article because the next time they write an article, maybe they'll feature me. That is so powerful. <laughs> you have all the tricks too. So what do you know? I know you just kind of spit off like 10 of them, but what do you know that you wish other people could know about LinkedIn, about business, about connection? What are, what are we missing? This is so much easier than you think. This is so simple. This is a couple of half hours a week. And, and you'll be having, you know, I don't know how many business coaches or people that are in sales. We're always looking for like, how do we get more discovery calls? How do we get more sales calls? I can get you on the phone with as many people as you want in as targeted a fashion as you want a week on LinkedIn, as many as you want. Um, yet we go, we spin off in all of these other directions to do this. We're buying Facebook ads and, you know, we're, we're doing all this crazy stuff. Just do some simple strategy on LinkedIn. And I don't want you to connect with a hundred people a week. I want you to connect with five people a week. I want you to keep this really simple, but do the work up front so that if you can get on the phone with three out of those five people, you're going to be dancing around your house going, I cannot believe I got a phone call with this person. Right. But it can happen. It can happen. And, and it's simpler than you think. And 
just one more thing about that. You don't have to get past like the gatekeepers, right? We can go top down. We can go to the CEO and then maybe they'll send us to someone else as opposed to the old days where we used to have to call on the phone and get past the receptionist and then get past the assistant to get to the person we wanted to talk to. If you're positioned, again, it comes back down to your positioning, right? And your mindset. And you reach out to the to the most powerful people, even if they're not the right person, if they send you to somebody else and you can say, hey, your boss sent me to you, right? They're gonna, that's a that's a really powerful way to, to grow your business. And it's so much simpler than all of the other things you're doing right now. I promise you. Why is this so important to you? What is your mission, Karen? How did this even where 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 in deep in your soul uh has kind of put you on this path? You know, I don't, I wish I could tell you that it was a well thought out organized path. It was more like <laughs> a roller coaster is. that like landed <laughs> me here. Right. Um, but I think, you know, when I started to, I've been doing marketing my whole life and I've always built my business around building relationships. So when I started to learn about digital marketing and digital marketing and the power that we have when we have digital marketing, I started to do like, I love Twitter. I love all these other platforms and I definitely was getting business on all of those but I really realized for my business and for my sanity, I needed to niche down. And I was, I realized I was starting everyone on LinkedIn because I think we overlook, especially women, we overlook the power of our personal brands. And when I started to see the difference that that was making and that it was cutting to like cutting to the chase, like I don't have time to spend hours and hours a day doing this stuff. I want to pay people to do all that stuff. So send me to the place where I'm going to make the most money. And then I'll build the relationships. I'll bring, I'll let the, you know, I'll water the money tree and then somebody else can do all the posting on all those other platforms. So that's what I, when I started doing it in my own business, it just became natural for me to teach other people how to do it. And I think the world we're living in right now, even just the last five years, but certainly the last 10 years, um, women are coming into their own a lot more than they ever have before. And I, it's not, it's not the case. If you listen to the first episode of my podcast, I talk about why, why I did my podcast called good girls get rich. And it's because I had to relearn this stuff, you know, and I still find myself, um, you know, catching myself around some of this stuff. Like I catch myself a lot of times when I talk about the journalist you want to connect to. I always, I catch myself calling it him. Like why are the journalists all guys? Why aren't they women? Right. So, <laughs> so I, I think we're still learning, but I think women need a champion now more than ever. And I, I'm having so much fun being that champion. Oh, I so relate to that too. What is next for you? Um, you know what? I am really, I am really staying focused this year on supporting women around LinkedIn. Um, so much so that I've actually got a book coming out on the same topic. So I'm excited about wow. that. Wow. What's so the book called? That, um, I don't actually have a title yet, but the book should be, I'm hoping the book will be out by this year's She Podcast Conference. So I could be there with the book. So that is, uh, that's actually one of my one of my goals is if I, I want to show up at that conference with the book in hand. So uh, my publisher knows that, my team knows that, and I just have to get on it. But we're working on, it's basically a lot of the things we talked about here today. Um, I, I really struggled around writing a book around LinkedIn because the minute you put publish, they change it. So it's really a much more around the strategy and the mindset than it is around click this and do that. First of all, congrats. That's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. How can people find you? 
So I'm at Karen Yankovic everywhere. If you share this episode with your social media, tag me. I'll make sure that I share it with my social media. And that's how we all lift each other up, right? And I I get you more visibility. You're getting us more visibility. So I'm at Karen Yankovic across all social media platforms. And I would love for you to check out my podcast, Good Girls Get Rich. I know that I've had friends that have been asking about how to update their LinkedIn and figure out what to do next. So I think you gave so much great information. So thank you so much. And I hope you stay well. Yeah, same with you, Allison. <laughs> same with you. And I, uh, again, please also connect with me on LinkedIn. And uh, if you tell me that you listen to me here and ask me, I will be happy to provide you with a quick little profile update like Allison talked about earlier. Oh, that's a great idea. You Thank ask you, Karen. I don't, I'm just doing that for everybody that asks me. I'd be like, people be like, what are you doing? Did I ask you for that? <laughs> so just be sure you say, you know, you offered and I'm taking you up on that. And I'm oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Karen. All right, you're welcome. Thanks be for well. having me. Karen Yankovich is really the real deal. She offers so much value in every single engagement I've had with her. She over delivers. I've linked all of her info in the show notes. So please reach out and take advantage of her offer to do a free LinkedIn review of your own profile. Just let her know that it came from me from Bright This Way podcast from Allison Hare. And she'll be happy to do that for you. So Karen, I can't thank you enough. That is so awesome. Please subscribe to my daily blog, Sticky Notes at allisonhair.com and connect with me in the show notes and let me know your thoughts. Right This Way is available everywhere you listen and more. Streaming on Salesforce Radio and on Decatur FM. Please subscribe to my podcast. Leave a five-star rating and review. It helps people find me and really helps me shape future shows that will only get better with your input. Culture changing is really a movement, but only works when the ideas are shared. Thanks for listening, and I will see you next week.